Hiya everybody, this is episode 10 of Reiki Me Right called Chakras, Underactive and Overactive, and I'm your host, Jane Goodsir. As I teach and research and chat to people, mostly online, my work's predominantly online, so I meet people via social media quite often, I come across areas of knowledge, that's the theory and skill that you're taught when you're learning Reiki, that don't seem to be passed down master to student or is commonly practiced as other areas of theory. So in this episode, I'm going to focus in on one of those, underactive and overactive chakras. Today doesn't need a longer introduction, so I'm just going to dive straight into that. So just to recap and cover a little bit, if you have learned Reiki and in the process of of learning Reiki, it is likely that you subscribe to, use and work with the seven major chakra system. You might know a little bit, not very much, or a bigger bit about this system. And I say that because there are other systems that you can work with. For instance, I also subscribe to the Celtic Three Cauldron Power Centres. I'll put a link to a book that is coming out, I believe, the beginning of next year on that energy system. I like to combine, learn, adapt, just be really open to many different ways of working and find what is right for me. So that book will give you more on the Celtic Three Cauldron power centres that might really resonate for you and and help you as well. Getting back to chakras. There are seven major chakras. Today, for the purpose of overactive and underactive, I'm going to focus in a little bit on two of those. One from the upper spiritual set of chakras, if you like, and one from the lower, the physical set, if you like, the heart being the hybrid area. That is the throat chakra and the solar plexus chakra. I number those, if you're used to working in terms of numbers, three and five So I number from crown chakra down the way, not root chakra up the way. I find that that works best for me. Today, what I'm going to focus in on are the emotional associations with these power centres. There are physical associations also, but for the purpose of today, I'm focusing in on emotional. Chakras can be underactive or overactive. Both can create an energy block, stagnant energy. It's perhaps useful to to think of each energy centre as being associated with a spectrum of qualities that are fluid throughout the course of a day rather than static. And how these qualities manifest in everyday life can have general themes but are specific to each unique individual. 
Everyone can experience spectrum spectrum shifts. Everyone can experience blocked energy. This isn't a bad and inverted commas thing, and I'm going to come back to that. Or something to be fearful of. Focusing in on the throat chakra. This is the great cathedral of sound. And when flowing well and in balance, a person's able to communicate and articulate themselves with ease and with clarity. This is normally, you might have noticed, particularly online, this is normally where people speak about speaking your truth. Yeah? Now, that term is bandied about quite often for me. What that really means is understanding and knowing your values, your values and living in accordance with them. That sounds simple, but is far more complex in reality to actually put into practice. So, underactive, that can present as being quite timid, insecure, can't speak up for yourself. Three small examples. Overactive. Blowing up, lying, gossiping. Veers and becoming involved with things that are nothing to do with you. So, ideally, where we want to reside is in that beautiful place of balance. And then solar plexus chakra, flowing well and in balance. There's confidence, there's self-worth, personal power strong, there's vibrancy. Underactive, a lack of purpose. Now, just to hone in on that a little bit, purpose can often be spoken about as in like a job something that a career something that someone does but actually I just want to highlight that actually a sense of purpose when I, when I speak about this it's, it's internal it comes from within feeling purposeful in a day living life with meaning intentionally yeah so underactive lacking that purpose lacking confidence and worth can be quite uptight overactive critical a perfectionist stubborn and that arrogant sense of confidence that I'm pretty sure if you take a second to think on 
either in relation to yourself or perhaps how you can experience other people, then um, you may easily understand the difference between a beautiful confidence and that arrogant sense of confidence. It's important to note that rather than thinking of chakras as isolated, an individual is a an overall human. It's a holistic approach, a holistic way of looking at a person. So every single chakra should be thought of as part of the bigger picture. So some of the attributes that I'm speaking about here that are connected to each individual chakra can also appear in relation to others. Now, this leads me on quite nicely to the reason that I've pulled out these two, and here's a, t- here's a tip. If you are working on someone's throat chakra, it feels particularly stagnant, feels particularly cloggy, and you may be struggling to clear that energy, work over the solar plexus chakra. I have found, in my experience, one cannot be in balance if the other is out of balance. Think of the themes that we're speaking about here. How is it possible for a person to um, articulate themselves with ease and clarity as a you know, as a, a theme of the imbalanced throat chakra, if when it comes to the solar plexus, um, their confidence and worth isn't quite where it should be. Yeah. So this is where we see what I was just speaking about a few a few moments ago in terms of thinking of of this whole energy system, this uh, encompassing the seven chakras as not an isolated seven, but spinning wheels that flow together really well to make a full system, impacting a full, a whole human, human being. You can listen back to, I think it's episode three, for more on... Um, the four bodies of a whole human. Emotional, mental, physical and spiritual bodies. I also just want to say here that it is natural for every single person to experience ebbs and flows. Yeah? So confidence and worth and vibrancy isn't going to fire on all cylinders every day. Pew, pew, pew. That's, that's not. Think back to last week's episode when, when I was, I'm speaking about natural seasons and cycles, internal and external. Bringing awareness to these areas, these, these chakras, focusing on healing lived experience as opposed to leaving that unexamined is where great personal power lies.
So where to go from here? Firstly, you'd want to know and identify these, let's call them behavioural traits, in your own life, your own day-to-day, because we can only understand and support others to the extent that we're willing to understand and support ourselves. So doing this will absolutely help you to support clients in a much more confident way. And if you listen back to episode one, you have understanding of the thread that weaves through the three key components of learning Reiki. Firstly, knowledge, just skilling your theory. Secondly, great connection to your inherent wisdom, your intuition. And thirdly, healing your loved experience. Let's not pretend that these underactive and overactive traits don't apply to us as an individual. With spirituality, I notice so many people, I see it all the time online, preaching to the light. There's no light without the dark. In short, what resides within shadow is really important. Shadow being the parts of us that we can suppress, hide, reject or pretend don't exist and it's shadow because it's not in the light. It means it's not visible on the everyday surface of our lives. And everybody's got shadow. What lives in there is unique to each of us and can manifest in loads of different ways like being defensive, angry, codependency, jealousy, resentment. Allowing what's in shadow to come into the light can provide huge opportunity. Some of our very best facets are hidden and amongst what lies in our shadow. So where I'd suggest you go to first to gain knowledge on underactive and overactive traits for each major chakra you could reach out to your Reiki master if you can't find your notes from your learning. Or in this week's PDF, you'll find that by going to www.fireheartedlife.co.uk forward slash 10 and click on to download the PDF. I'm going to take you through step by step on how you can feel into and decipher overactive and underactive traits of each for yourself personally and ultimately support yourself with healing and then of course that impacts then you as a practitioner on how you work with clients other people I mentioned before that blocked energy isn't a bad thing or something to be fearful of and I want to make that really clear I noticed a lot with my own personal healing during transition periods like deep shadow work my heart chakra would feel like it was closing off slightly to a good bit sometimes actually as a new balance was being found we aren't linear humans that stay rigorous in balance my heart was 
almost always overactive. That is codependency, poor boundaries, overgiven, can't say no. So as I did that deep shadow work, my heart chakra was understandably releasing, letting go, so on. The point I'm making here is, if you as a practitioner understand what this underactive, overactive swing can feel like in your own body, firstly, you'll be able to help support yourself with a good bit more ease. Secondly, you'll be able to use this knowledge and wisdom to help make meaning to support your clients, again, with much more ease. There's more in episode eight about making meaning for clients in terms of healing session and why. On the note of making meaning, this is why spiritual tracking, again, more in episode eight on that, is excellent in terms of providing meaningful and useful feedback for a client because you are literally never cognitively going to know why a client's heart chakra in keeping with my personal example from just before or any other for that matter is blocked. Even if you identify, you can feel that their heart chakra is overactive. It could be overactive because they're in the thick of shadow work and they're 10 years in to a spiritual journey of change. Equally, this overactivity can feel to you the same way as the overactivity of a person who isn't instating good boundaries, who holds themselves stuck by overgiving, who doesn't want to stop saying no, hasn't found that ability quite yet, who's at the beginning of a spiritual path. Spiritual tracking and a connection to your shamanic guides will help you when working with a client to be able to make meaning of what you physically feel when working with a person so that you can give them useful feedback that's right for them to take back into their daily life and work with it. Again, there's more about what all of that could look like for a client in episode eight. Now this goes for those of you who work hands-on with a client. I personally am completely hands-off when I I work with a client, but the same applies. So what I'd recommend you do now is head to fireheartedlife.co.uk forward slash 10, download this week's PDF and follow that step-by-step guide to start exploring your own chakras, underactive and overactive, so that you can begin to deepen your connection with Reiki energy for great impact in your own life and then, of course, by extension, that of others. And remember, none of what I teach is a quick fix or an overnight to learn job. So take it easy adapt what doesn't work for you from what I say or how I teach to making it work for you. You can use the purple button on the same page, fireheartedlife.co.uk forward slash 10, where you go to get your PDF. You can ask questions by hitting that purple button and go steady.
Okay, I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Take care.